Hello, everyone, and welcome again. I am Pastor Deborah, and welcome to another wonderful word of encouragement for you this week. Yeah, this is number three of the year 2023. When I'm recording this, it's just August of 2022. I'm working ahead because I have lots and lots of recordings to make. And it takes time to record, get ready, edit, review, export, and upload. And then wait for the premiere date. That's right. So welcome, Pastor Deborah again, to Agape Love. Love is here's global spiritual teaching network that has a global network of channels here on YouTube. One, the hidden kingdoms, which you are in. And two, a children's channel entitled For Children of All Ages. And the third one, called The Light of Love. In the light of love, I travel into the darkness. I tell you the story, how I came to learn how to help you. Mm -hmm. And you'll hear much about my travels to reach you in the darkness. It won't be too graphic. That will be on the Hidden Kingdoms channel. But enjoy the network of global channels of agape love. Love is here's ministries. And we want to thank Zoom Pro. I'm recording through them on my laptop, which is a gaming computer, because I need a fast computer that can upload and download and hold lots of videos. And we want to thank Pixabay for this wonderful motion video. It's free. I can't get all the good ones I like because they're higher resolutions and I'm not able to download them. But the ones I get are wonderful. I've already got so many and I haven't even gotten through all the pages yet. And I'm learning how to talk to you. I used to use a different format. I'd set up a big picture frame on an easel with flowers arrangements around it. And you would see back into my background. But that took a long time. And when I changed, if I recorded two or three videos in one day, I'd have to change the, the picture frame, which had a whiteboard on it. I liked the whiteboards. But then I learned a lot about putting titles and the scriptures on a video through the wonderful program I use called Wondershare, Filmora 11. Yeah. So I've had to learn video editing, uh, how to record in audacity when I need just a, the um, sound. Uh, and I'm 70 years old on my way to being 71. Now I've been doing this for a few years, so I'm getting better. But if I look a little fuzzy to you, or if I reach my hand back and it sort of, oops, disappears into the picture. Or things happen around my hair. Oh, you see right there? That's my background coming through. It's because I have no green screen behind me. I've tried the professional ones, the homemade ones, ones attached to a chair. None of them work for me. 
have a small little space. And I just not, doesn't work. So if I'm fuzzy or if the words on the screen are fuzzy, just close your eyes and listen. But I use motion videos such as this one from Pixabay to help you when I'm speaking. We're all visual learners from the age of birth. When we look in our mama's eyes, when we're looking around the world, we're learning through our five senses. We're also hearing. We learn by hearing. Yeah. And of course, touch, you know, the five senses of our body. But in a video, we can't touch physically. But we are in the realm of the spirit when I record. So this is spirit work. Yes, and you can see this. I know that's true because I've had experiences where my spirit will look at a a television and tell me, I don't watch television and I don't eat earthly food. I was shocked. But I had to learn about myself. That my spirit is a separate being from my physical body. The realm it lives in is different. It eats different foods. It doesn't watch television unless it's directed to through the soul. Because there's something the soul needs to hear. God has used movies and books and stories and music and artwork, stuffed animals, paintings. Sculptures, everything, nature, animals, God will use whatever he needs to, to help you understand him and yourself. In this video, as you see this young man, this precious young man's looking up into the sky. He's raising his hands and he's talking to it. Praising it, maybe worshiping it. Seeking out something. You might be the same way. Some people call it meditation. Some people call it communion with nature. But here in this video, we're going to use it to help us understand our word of encouragement for this week. And what is it? It's entitled, Who is Your Defense? comes out of Psalms 7.10. I use the authorized King James Bible for scripture. It's one that has no commentaries by any theologian, any Bible denomination, any religious sect. It's just the translated words out of Hebrew, maybe Aramaic and Greek into my language. I'm English. Mm -hmm. Then I rely on the Holy Spirit to be my teacher, interpreter. I do use the Webster's Dictionary to look up the words. And the Strong's Concordance to get the Hebrew meaning and the Greek meaning. And then usually I go, Holy Spirit, who is a teacher. He's the governor of the kingdom I'm trying to understand. The kingdom of heaven where this young man is looking up to. Something beyond the clouds, way up there in the high sky. 
And I go, I don't understand what you're trying to teach me or what this means. Please help me. So welcome to Agape Love. Love is here's words of encouragement for you today. Here in 2023. Entitled, Who is Your Defense? Let's pray and we'll begin. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for all Zoom Pro, laptop computers, cameras, microphones, the internet, routers, YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter, social media. We know you're using it, Father, to get your words of spirit and truth out. Thank you for all the video producers that make these wonderful motion videos for us to use when we're trying to teach. Thank you for Pixivay and Zoom Pro and Wondershare for Mora for their wonderful creators in helping us to help you. We thank you, Father, for your words now out of Psalms written by King David the second king of ancient Israel. Thank you for asking us a question about ourselves, of who is our defense. Father, we need to know that answer. We need to know that a who and not a what will defend us. So, Father, help us as we study your word for a word of encouragement and we look inside ourselves And ask our own selves this question. Who is my defense? In the name of Christ Jesus. Amen. Okay, we're going to Psalms 7, verse 10. Psalms was written by King David, as I said. He was the second king of ancient Israel. He had been a shepherd in his father's family out in the fields. He found God. He would look up like this young man. And he would hear God's voice. This God that his father had taught him about. Mm -hmm. And he went under King Saul, the first king of Israel. For about 30 years, he learned soldiering, becoming a warrior. But he had to leave because King Saul got jealous of this young boy. Because King Saul had disobeyed God two or three times. And the ancient prophet named Samuel told him, you've lost the anointing, buddy. God's taken your kingdom and throne from you. He's given it to somebody else. That happens even now. Pastors or teachers, religious leaders, when they disobey God, he takes their anointing. Oh, they might not lose their church or their membership, but there's no life, no freedom, no spirit of God on their words. God's not partnering with them or coming through them. And they really are just dead spiritual beings. Even though they're alive to God, he has taken like from King Saul, the anointing, the protection, and the defense. When King Saul lost the anointing, evil spirits came to torment him. And that happens even now today. Even to Christians even to believers. And And so King David used to play a musical instrument called the lyre. 
and he would sing or say the psalms, songs he wrote to his God as a shepherd, and he would play them for King Saul. This was after he had killed a giant named Goliath. David would be called in, and King Saul would feel peaceful because the presence of the Lord was on David, in David, with David. And the evil spirits that were in and harassing King Saul would depart. And King Saul would have some peace. And King Saul knew David was his replacement. He didn't like it. He's jealous, envious, tried to kill King David. But he wasn't a king at the time. He was just David. And David was to marry King Saul's daughter, Micah, I think that was, or Michaela. But on the wedding night, King Saul sent soldiers to kill David. And David fled with the help of his best friend and soulmate, his almost brother, Jonathan. So David had spent many years on the run from King Saul, even hid with his enemies, because King Saul was always trying to kill him, was jealous and envious of him. But David would never take action against him. That was his king. He had been anointed by God. God would take care of him, himself. So the story goes, Israel, King Saul and his son Jonathan, were going to go to fight with the Philistines. And they did. And the Philistines killed King Saul and Jonathan. And it saddened King David. He And the messenger that came that brought the crown, King David was, David at that time was so angry, even at the messenger, for he loved Saul. He had great honor and respect for him as king. And David killed the messenger. But then David was given the crown, and he became the second king of ancient Israel. And during those times, he wrote this psalm. Psalms 10. My defense is of God, which saves the upright in heart. Very simple. So let me ask you, do you need a defense? Somebody defending you, protecting you, fighting your battles for you, watching over you. Are you looking for him as this young man is? Is he high in the sky, way above you? Do you give him thanks and praise? Or do you look for a what? Maybe a government. Maybe a law. Do you look for a community or a religion? What what needs defending? Are you guilty of something? Is something attacking you? Ask any abused person. Or someone in domestic violence. Or somebody that's been shot at or attacked. Do they need defending? What about when you're a baby in the womb? The scissors are coming to cut you up. Pills and solution are dissolving your body. Or somebody's coming to put something in your brain and suck your brains out. Sounds horrible. It is. 
We would never think of doing that to a child outside of the womb. But we think nothing of it when it's inside the woman's womb. Does that little baby in the womb need a defender? Yes. Is there any government law that's protecting it? Very little. Who's trying to kill it? Humans. Mama. Papa. Scientific research people. People that can make money selling the fetuses, the stem cells for research to make more money. Does that baby need a defender? Yes. What about an infant from all sicknesses and diseases? Child abuse, neglect, rejection, left abandoned in a car when it's so hot out there, beaten. Do they need a defender? Yes. What about if you're out on social media and the wolves are prowling around, the lions are lurking to see who's weak, unprotected, ignorant. If you marry somebody, they start abusing you, your children. Do you need a defender? Mm-hmm. What about in ancient days when powerful nations came into a country and took slaves? And now we use them for labor camps. What about if they try to get you to change your mind? They belittle you on social media. Do you need a defender? Who protects you from the attacks? So this question that David was asking us, who is your defense? Mm -hmm. So if we need a defender, David is saying we do. He says it's a who. Well, where is that who? Mm -hmm. We would see in our world wars, the who were maybe people that would come in to free nations, countries, from evil, wicked other nations. Sometimes the battle is in the natural, with sickness, disease, robbers, other nations. Invading us. But is there a spiritual defender for your spirit? This video, once again, it shows us a man looking up, thinking, questioning, and praising and reaching for something that is up there, beyond himself. Many of us talk about protecting our own selves. Taking care of us. That we are our own defenders. And I want to tell you a story about that. What that might look like in the realm of the spirit. This precious young lady that I was helping. Her name was Candy. She was born into multi-generational Satanism. She was a chosen child. She had part Jewish blood in her. She was to marry a certain individual and bring forth children who would bring who were in the line of the Antichrist. Yeah, I was dealing with that level of spirituality. Well, when I met her, she was about 30-something years old. 
And I ran into one of her multiple personalities. It was a young man named James. He was her spiritual protector. Since she was about two or three, her spirit was under great attack by demonic spirits, Satan himself, spiritual wolves and demons. And all she knew to do was create a young boy who would protect her spiritually. Like I said, she was biologically probably two or three. She needed help. So in her own self, she didn't know how she did it. She created James. James was a protector. I met him. He's a young teenage boy. He was created in her heart, her mind, her spirit. It was a part of her to protect herself. It was a who. So here was a two or three-year-old little child needing a protector to be defended and watched over. So she created James. James was a wonderful young man. Talked to him through candy. It had candy's voice, but through the gift of discerning of spirits, I knew it was a created personality. And I talked to James, and he told me what his job was. He was he was always there for Candy's little spirit to protect her. Watch out. Give her a heads up so she could go into a trance. Do some battles for her. But he was tired. See, this was Candy herself using Candy's spiritual energy, her mind, to protect herself. Because there was nobody else in her world, physically or spiritually, who could help her. So all she could do was create somebody from herself to protect herself. So I met him, talked with him. He was very tired. So I asked him, I said, wouldn't you like to go take a rest? Aren't you tired? Now, I knew this was really candy. Protecting herself. He says, I can't. I'm all she has. I've been with her since the beginning. There's nobody else. By this time in Candy's relationship with me, she had become a born-again Christian. I led her to the Lord on the phone. She was looking for some kind of peace and happiness that she saw in somebody's eyes. And she knew she did not have. So one part of her was saved, but this part was not. The very, you might call it, inner child, the core being of Candy, was still a little girl, two or three. And James was a young teenager. So I said, James, why don't you let Christ Jesus take your spot? He he is a great defender, protector. And James says, I don't know him. And nobody can take my spot. That was Candy talking to me. She had been protecting herself all of her life. 
and she would not turn it over willingly to a stranger. So I said, how about this? Why don't you ask Candy? That was always the ministry I did. I knew James was a part of Candy. And Candy's core had to give permission for things to happen. So I said, James, why don't you take a break for maybe 24 hours and let this Jesus Christ to another part of Candy believed in. Take your spot and see how he does. But you go talk to Candy. You ask her what she thinks. She has to give her permission. So it'd be a silence on the phone for a few minutes. And he'd come back. Of course, it was Candy's voice. And he would say, Candy says it's okay if I take a break. Candy was giving her core's permission, this little child, to give Christ Jesus a chance to be her protector and defender instead of herself as James. So James, I pray, dear Heavenly Father, let James have a rest for 24 hours and let Christ Jesus, your son, the sacrifice, the risen Lord, the king of the kingdom of heaven, be her protector as James has been. So Candy can check him out. Amen. So James left. Don't know where he went. Candy allowed Christ Jesus to take James's spot. To defend her, protect her, watch over her deep little core of herself. You see, Candy was using her own energy, her spirit, her own strength through James to protect herself spiritually. So 24 hours later, Candy calls back. And I said, how did Christ Jesus do, Candy? And I asked James, did he do okay? Did he do as good as you did? Because remember, I was asking Candy, how did Christ Jesus do to defend you and protect you? And James said, he did all right. Don't know much about him, but he did all right. I I said, how did Candy feel? She said he was okay. He was nice. These were strange days for me. That wasn't taught in mental health counseling that I had been used to. This was the way of helping people the Lord's way. You see, when you are either unsaved, you don't believe in this Christ Jesus yet, he is limited in being your defender and your protector, your defense. For he is a who. And if you are born again, like Candy was, you might have multiple personalities. And they are your protector and defense. Now, you won't tell anybody. But God knows. See, God wants to be your only defender, your defense. Your protector, the one you look to, the one you can count on, the one that's always with you, inside of you, no matter where you go, what happens to you, 
even if you go into a trance, which Candy did, he would go in it with you. You would not be alone anymore. So I made a suggestion to Candy and to James. I said, how about we let James go and rest? He deserves it. He'd been watching over Candy for 30-something years, which was really, remember, Candy herself. Her own spirit was using energy to protect herself. Mm -hmm. And I said, let James rest. And let Christ Jesus, if you will approve, be her only defender and defense. Protector. As James had been. Now what I was really asking was, Candy... Will you give up protecting yourself? Will you let go of James? Will you give him up to go have a rest? And I'm saying to Candy, Candy, you don't have to protect yourself anymore. You don't have to defend yourself. You can rest from doing that through James. Christ Jesus will help you. He was an adult. James was like a teenager. And he, Christ Jesus was a stranger to this little inner child of Candy. And Candy had to make a choice to give up her own self-protection, herself protecting herself through James, through her own creation, and allow Christ Jesus to become her defender, her protector, watch over her. And Candy said, yes, she would let James go. So I prayed again. Dear Heavenly Father, take James to that restful, quiet place. He's done his job. He did it well. When I'm praying, I am actually speaking to Candy, letting her know she did the right thing. She protected herself, but now it was time for someone else. This Christ Jesus, this warrior and king who loved Candy so much to step up and become her defender, her defense, her protector. And Candy was willing to let James go. So James went off where? I don't know, just to rest. Candy gave up that created imagery part, disassociation of herself. Candy spirit needed rest. It had been protecting herself, defending herself 24 hours a day, seven days a week for years. Her spirit was tired, couldn't do much but sleep, took a lot of energy, even because she was only two or three spiritually. So she allowed Christ Jesus to step up and be her defense, her defender, protector over her spiritually. And he is still with her today. I had some powerful stories. God had to take his word and show me in people's lives and show me through the stories of the Bible in movies 
and in real-life people. James was a created part. We hear it all the time on social media. I've got to take care of my own self. I've got to find my own peace. I've got to walk my own walk. I got to care about me today. And it's not supposed to be that way. We are to have a protector, a defender, a defense. Somebody who is caring for us. Strengthening us when we get tired. Allowing us to sleep and not be afraid. Some people would take this and say you have a guardian angel watching over you at night. You'll see it also when people need a nightlight to feel safe. Because there's things in the dark. Children know that. Children tell us there's monsters under the bed and in the closet. Their stuffed animals are coming alive and looking creepy at them. They're having horrible nightmares, they call them. Some children who are born into satanic families or the occult families and may not know it, they are taken at five years old out of their bodies by their family members. They go to meetings. I did a lot of deliverance work on witches, people in the occult, and that would be their story. When they were five years old, somebody would come in at nighttime while they're asleep and take their spirit out of their body. We need a defender, protector. And I'll tell you my personal story. I had occult stuff we all do in our background. We don't know it. And the enemy claims our spirit for himself. So one night I'm laying in bed next to my husband and I start leaving my body. Yeah, just going up. And I thought it was God taking me somewhere to bless me. So I said, not out loud, in my spirit, where are we going, Lord? That was a good question. Hey, if we're going on a trip somewhere, going to heaven, the throne room. Hey, I'm up for it. Okay, I read your Old Testament. Many people had spirit trips. Visions. They went to heaven. They saw things. I had prayed to have experiences like that. So I thought that's what was going to happen. But as soon as I said that, I slipped back down into my body. And I go, that one God was the other guy. He was still thinking he had control over my spirit. Another time I'm laying in bed again. And I'm starting to suffocate. Can't breathe. Now you wouldn't know it if you looked at me naturally. I couldn't speak spiritually. Couldn't think. The enemy of God and me was trying to kill me. And all I could do was think in my spirit. Help me Lord. That was it. And it stopped. God was my defender. My protector. My defense. I had to call on him. So Candy learned that she too did not have to protect herself anymore. We don't know what's out there fighting against us, the spiritual things. We don't know what's a spiritual attack. Oh, we can tell in the natural. But the spiritual is different. We don't even know if we're being attacked through viruses and bacteria and diseases. 
So this word of encouragement is for your spirit, your forever person, the you that will live on after earthly death. Who is your defense? Who is your protector? Well, King David goes on and tells us, he says, my defense is of God. Candy found that out. Christ Jesus, the Holy Spirit. I found that out myself when I was leaving my body, being suffocated. Another time I was in my living room, I was helping a young lady named Amanda. She had found out some information and I told her she came out from her bedroom to kill me. Scissors were coming down. I was frozen by a spell. Husband in the back room sleeping, son downstairs, nobody coming to help. And all I said to God was, make it quick, I'm at peace. I'll see you in a few minutes. Soon as I had that thought, I'm passing a test of the fear of death. And what happened? The spell broke. And the Holy Spirit said, that's not Amanda. So I said, I bind you, Satan, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I bind you, demon. I cancel your assignment. Said it out loud. Amanda's body shook. It grabbed a statue, threw it down. It was not Amanda in her physical body. It was her mother, who's now in heaven, and a demon spirit. Using her physical body. Against me. I had to learn all about that. But here in this word of encouragement. We learn that David is saying his defense is of God. This young man is realizing it's up there. That's where my defense is. Which saves the upright in heart. When Candy let go of James. She was saved. But this little part of her. Also was saved. It didn't know it. But Candy's choice to invite Christ Jesus in. Put her in the righteousness. Right in her heart. Her mind. With God. Mm-hmm. I was saved. So when I called on God for help. He was my defender and protector. In your dreams. In your sleep. It is so important. That we even bless the babies in the womb. Dedicate them to God the most high of the kingdom of heaven. And we put them right into his hands immediately. You can do that when they're in the womb. I do that when I have to go inside the wombs. At time of abortion. Yes. I have to do that. We're not going to let that little baby spirit be alone in death. It has no understanding. It's not really awakened fully yet, but it feels pain. So I will go and hold the spirit in my arms and take it and hand it to an angel. Mm -hmm. A lot of times God needs to be a merciful defender. Sometimes death is coming and it's not going to change. This world down here of the biological body is a world of death, destruction, disease, illness, famines, wars. 
because this was all changed long ago. But God says, I am there for the spirit. I will be your spiritual defender, your spiritual defense, your protector. I will save you spiritually. I will bring you up out of this world of the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. I will bring you up out of death and destruction. And your spirit will be with me. I've helped many people to leave their bodies as death was coming. So they did not have to feel it. Yes. So my question to you is, who is your defense? Is it the God of candy, Christ Jesus? Is it the God of King David? Who his God was the God of the Bible, ancient Israel, the God of the Hebrews. Are you righteous in heart so that he can be your protector and defender? Oh, he'll do his best to protect you. He'll send me to hell to get you if you're not one of his. He'll try to speak to you in dreams and visions through circumstances. He'll use everything he can to try to reach you. So he, not other gods, not systems, not religion, rituals, not your flesh, not your ideas, not your government, not politicians, but him and him alone the God of ancient Israel, the God of the Holy Bible, the God of King David, Christ Jesus himself, the Holy Spirit, and the Father of the kingdom of heaven, God the Most High, can become your defense, your defender and protector. And if you want that today for yourself, he's here. Just invite him in as Candy did. Give him a chance. To spiritually do what he's called to do for your spirit. Say yes. Stop defending yourself spiritually. Let him step up. He wants to. He is capable of doing. Candy found that out. I've found that out. Many others have found that out during horrible, horrible times. Just say yes. To the God of Israel, the God of King David, the God of the Holy Bible, God, the most high Christ Jesus, the son of the living God. Just say, yes, I want you as my defender and protector as you did Candy and Pastor Deborah. I want you to protect me spiritually. And he will. He will then see you as righteous. One of his children. He will watch over you spiritually. Oh, nothing may change in your natural world, your physical body. You might still die. We're all going to die. I'm going to die one day. This earthly body is going to give way to death. But during the time, there'll be many battles. I have been poisoned, shot at, attacked in my own home. Because I carry his message to you. His love. I carry his hope for healing and deliverance to you. I'm a carrier. I'm an ambassador 
a political person of a government, the kingdom of heaven. I have political, I am a diplomat of a nation. I'm a king. I'm a warrior. I do battle. But I'm also a priest, pastor, teacher, spiritual mother. Helping people to find him who you've always been looking for. And to help you put him in his rightful place. See, James was in Christ Jesus' place as defender. But Candy, when she was young, couldn't do anything else. She didn't know about Christ Jesus. Only thing she knew was she needed to protect herself spiritually. And through the gift of disassociation, the gift of creation, she created James to defend her, protect her, watch over her when she needed help. 24-7, along came this young man, Christ Jesus, and he took James's place. And God will do that for you too, even now today, right here through this video. And if you want that, it's done. You'll be on the path that he desires for you to be on. Candy walked this. It was a hard walk. Mm -hmm. But you can do it. You won't be alone. There's host of heaven. There's others of us out here. We'll teach you. and We'll help you all along the way. But first, get God of the Bible. God of King David. God of ancient Israel. God, the Most High. Christ Jesus, his son, and the Holy Spirit, you get three in one as your defense, your protector and provider spiritually for your forever person. And then be about the work that you're to do. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. I'll see you next week on another word of encouragement for you. Bye.